This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. This podcast is also sponsored by... You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. Hi, I'm Tom Mackin. I'm the mayor of Perrysburg, and I've lived in Perrysburg 30 years. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. The Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Tom Mackin, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Um, I am very intrigued. Uh, I, the past two years, I helped Coach Kriegel come up with our mottos and slogans for the football team. And I was interested in yours, the Back and Mackin. It did, was, did that um, come about? Was it as simple as it sounds, or was it something you guys... It, uh, actually, it was, you don't have to overthink something sometimes. It was just something that people have said as soon as I started running for a council, yeah. and, and uh, it just stuck, and it's been a good fit, and uh, it's been pretty fun. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's really cool. I know I talked to my friend Scott Buecher, and that's the first thing he sent me back when I told him you're going to be on, just back and back. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's very, it's very, people like it. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you're, you're mayor of Perrysburg. How many years have you been... Um, not just mayor, but how, and politically involved. Uh, in I got involved on Perrysburg City Council in 1998. I was on council for 17 years, and I became mayor in 2017. So I've been mayor a uh, little over three and a half years, and I'm up for election this uh, November. Yeah, I just saw that you submitted your yeah. application or or petition. What, petition, yeah. yes. Yeah. So so um, we vote on that in November. You yes. said. So it it seems. Um, because I think it's because people are so inundated with presidential stuff. It's like two years of that. And for this, it's not even a whole year you get to well, run. Well, it's also, but it does seem very quick. Everybody, nobody is too excited about campaigning or <laughs> politics, especially these days. So yeah. uh, it's uh, that's just the way the ball bounces that when the petitions had to be filed. So it's been an interesting year trying to get signatures on a petition. Usually, Perrysburg in the past has done it in the spring. You could file in September in September. So you could do it at the farmer's market or, and this year they moved that up. So it's been a little bit, even with the pandemic and everything else, getting signatures has been a little harder than normal. So, but even that's been little challenges and Pete get to talk to people and that's what makes it fun. I know that's one thing I love about Perrysburg is, is since I've been coaching so long and just been involved is, uh, and I've said it before here that my wife just rolls her eyes when I'm around and there's all these people that know me and I talk to all kinds of people. But I love that. I love that people know who I am. And, and sometimes sometimes I don't know them because I know their child. I just don't know them. But it's fun to meet people. Yes, people. It's, fun to, it's fun to get to know people. It's fun to uh, – one of the experiences, as a matter of fact, somebody posted on my Facebook page, I, I said hello to their kids at the, when I was getting coffee, which I like to go get coffee in town on Saturday morning and, and uh, just saying hi. And they had some good questions and just being – it just really just makes Perrysburg a special place a sense of community yeah and that makes it fun yeah oh yeah do you have to have um i know some bigger cities 
if you're the mayor, it's it's your job. Is this your job, or do you have other? This is the, this is not uh, this is not my job. I, well, it's it is a, it takes a lot of time. Correct. Um, but I have a full time job. I'm the chief legal officer for the Lucas Metropolitan Housing Authority. Oh, okay. So I'm a lawyer, and I spend. Um, my day uh, helping people get housing and for Lucas Metropolitan Housing is the, probably the largest landlord in Lucas County. Oh, wow. Do you have to, um, uh, uh, I'm assuming you've had this job for a while. Do you have to, when you are in city council or now you're mayor, is there a give and take in your in your? your I, I do a lot of notes? things. That's a good question. Yeah. So there's there's really hasn't been a, uh, any uh, problem getting to places or doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, I do try and make sure I'm separate. When I'm doing a task for or LMHA during the normal work hours, I'm generally trying to do that during work hours. And but as a lawyer, <clears throat> you're, there are no real set times. Okay. So I don't have a nine to five job. I have a job that I I work a lot of hours and I work more to do my job. But so for council, I'm doing that before work, uh-huh. after work, lunchtime, and uh, so there's a lot of meetings also, and and those are usually after hours and things. And so I make a phone calls at lunchtime and those kind of things to yeah. make sure that I'm keeping up with what's going on at City Hall. I often stop on my way into work, see the staff at the city um, between 7.30 and 8.30, which is when I normally go to work. And also now with technology, phone call, text, Zoom. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. you can accomplish a lot without sitting at your desk. And, and I think that that actually, to some degree, has made it a little bit more efficient for the city and that we're communicating not just – Having, for example, the uh, street division is on Rochester Road. Uh-huh. If they were going to have a meeting at City Hall, the boss has to get in the car, drive over there, and then schedule a meeting. There's usually time chatting. Yeah. You can just you can just set up a Zoom meeting, get all a lot of that done a lot quicker and actually a little bit more efficient. Now, there's always it's always better to be in person, mm-hmm. but does it provide an alternative? Do you think that's going to change? Like this is going to change going forward, where where there's like you said, there's going to be in person stuff, but but some of these things you're like, hey, we can just do a Zoom or this one. Well, I think there will be. I think that it'll be interesting to see how businesses and decide how best to proceed. Yeah. I think there's been some things that are advantageous to doing it through uh, Teams or Zoom or some other thing where you can put diagrams on and everybody can be working on the same document at the same time and have some bit of exchange. But it's it isn't the same, so yeah. you can't plan on doing that all the time. And it's also. If you're in a Zoom meeting, you and I'm sure you've been in this situation where if you're looking at the camera, you can see half the group is l- typing something else on an email <laughs> yeah. or they're looking at their text messages for, from somebody else. So there's some disadvantages to that, but that's just something that I think everybody has to think and work through because there are some real opportunities for meetings with uh, um, developers or meeting with other communities mm-hmm. to collaborate more than you normally would. For example, uh, I'm part of TeamACog, which is the... Toledo Metropolitan Council of Governors. So there's a whole bunch of different communities meeting to discuss things. Yeah. Well, if you're coming from Port Clinton or Swanton, and, or I have to come from Perrysburg, it's harder to actually meet. So sometimes it is been a, easier to talk to the person in Port Clinton by Zoom yeah. than to try and schedule an appointment. So that's just some, one of those things that to, you have to look at it with an open mind and see how best you can uh, provide service to your to your customers or your residents or to the community. Yeah. Do you since you have um, your your day job and your mayor, is there ever just like one day where you do one of those things or are you always doing both? Well, there's some days some days I'm doing both. Some days it's a little quieter doing the the, the mayor position is a little bit quieter uh-huh. a lot of times if things are going well, we have a team in place with a full-time administrator, full-time 
team, yeah. and that's their d- day job. So they don't, if everything's going smoothly, they don't have to call me and say everything's going smoothly. But okay. when it snows or there's some other problem, then there's often a problem. I get a heads up. I get a text. I get a whatever. And so um, for the most part, you know, you're playing ahead. What are the issues going to be and how can we sort through them? Mm-hmm. And for councils at night, so you get ready for council and prepare. But there's some days where the phone's ringing. Yeah. So you just have to deal with it. And that's interesting. How much of like day to day Perrysburg stuff are because you had mentioned snow and how much of that stuff are you like involved in or is it just like hey, this is how it works. Someone else does it. Well, I think that that's a that's a good question and it kind of de- it depends. Good leadership sets the tone mm-hmm. and as a, if you you have but you have to rely on the assistant coaches if you're a head football coach to yep. make sure they know their job, they're prepared, they have the funding, they do the things. I'm not a professional police officer yeah uh so i have to count on my police officer police chief to make sure everything's in the right ready to go uh-huh. the same as this weekend for example rob ross who's the uh, assistant girls basketball coach is also in charge of our our service department so they were getting ready for the snow put the brine down yeah so i text him uh we, he texts back what snow? I mean, he. I mean, we. You have to have. You have to be able to laugh at things. Yeah, so yeah. he had it already. Had it under control. I got under control. This is what we need. We got the right equipment. So as the mayor, your job is to make sure that everybody has the right tools to be able okay. to do their job, which I think we did. We've gotten a lot new, more equipment. We've invested in using brine on the roads, which mm-hmm. is a substantial savings oh, to yeah. the community. It really does make the lot better to drive on the road and then when the plows are used they work better because yeah. there's a little layer of and that's what that's what people don't understand because i i remove snow for for my job too and people don't understand when yours brine down it doesn't mean you it gets rid of the snow it means it cleans easier right and, and, and it really yeah. it makes a it's a it's like a film though. Yeah. and so then the plows work better and yep. so they're more efficient so then that makes the roads better and that also saves the city money because then you don't have to plow those sections as much yeah. So, yeah. so to the, the degree involved in day-to-day, but at a certain level, you have to trust and put the team in position to be successful. Yeah. And I think that's what we've tried to do. Yeah, and that's and you, you had a good analogy with the football coach because I, I've only known Coach Kriegel as my coach, and he is a hands-off. He lets us do what we got to do. And just like you are saying, your different departments – well, under your leadership, will do what they have to do and then get you involved if they have to. Right, and the, the buck always stops with yeah. me, but then, then it's also that builds a sense of a, uh, accountability with, within the organization as well. If they feel comfortable, hey, we're, we need to do this, this is why, and you're planning ahead, then you're in a position for everybody to be successful. And okay. I think that's been a pretty big – you can't plan for what's happened in the last year but, for example, we certainly didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But the year before, when I first got into office, I said, we need to upgrade the city's technology so we can use computers more effectively. Because yeah. we were not able to commu- or use computers to connect remotely. Compu- the, the network wasn't set up that we could do that. Mm-hmm. So had we not fixed those things or made improvements in 2017 and 18. When the pandemic hit, we would have been not able to do our best ability to serve the community. Yeah. So that's one of those you have to identify weaknesses. You have to be willing to admit there are weaknesses mm-hmm. and then go in and fix them. And so by doing that, we didn't miss a beat. And we really, I think, did a pretty good job making sure we continue to serve residents during the start of the pandemic when nobody knew what the rules were. Yeah. But we were still able to talk and communicate with each other because we had the technology in place. And that's important, too, because a lot of times people will take – 
uh, any position, may, you know, mayor uh, for in this case, and just say, well, this is how we've always done it. We're just going to do it this way. And it takes uh, someone to, like you said, admit like this is wrong. We need to change it because that's how how we are able to to be better. At right. Bearsburg, and you know? I, t- I totally agree with that. And that's one of the things I know that the leadership team in the city would say. I say this all the time. Um, the way we, we've always done it this way can't be the answer mm-hmm. to any question, especially now with what's happening. If we've always done it that way, it isn't going to be able to work going forward yeah. just because of t- because of the pandemic, because of what's happening. So we've also been very successful as a community, making sure that we've kind of always had a very sparse team and be able to do, do things on a regular basis. We're now a community of 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. We need to, and that's just the city itself, yeah. not even the township and the surrounding areas. So there, if there are things that work because they work well, we don't have to break the mold and reinvent it. But we can't just do, continue to say, and we haven't, and I think that the leadership team has really brought into the notion that I've said, just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean it's the best way to serve our customers, our residents, our businesses. So let's look at it. And yeah. they've been very receptive to that. And we've made some changes that I think have actually provided a lot of benefit. For example, using brine more. Yeah. I mean, that was a, something we started a couple years ago, and now we're totally invested in it. Yeah. Um, do we have a, a brine maker? We, I do not know the actual answer to that. Cause, yeah, because we always had to. At one of my jobs, we had to, we had to buy it from um, from a place, and then eventually we got our own. Maker, I, I think we really still cool. buy it. I think yeah. we still buy it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it seems like you're really busy with with both your jobs. How how do you find uh, time to be the freshman basketball coach? Well, also? actually, that was kind of a funny <laughs> story, and I tell people my. My part-time jobs are basketball and the mayor, and so I like part-time jobs where people I don't know yell at me, yeah. and that's basically <laughs> that's basically. What I um, I'd known Coach Boyce for a long time, been okay. friends with him, played basketball with him uh, at St. Jim's, which is Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. He's a group of guys come play, and we started talking. And I was my practice was in downtown here, and uh, at the time, and he needed a freshman basketball coach, and I said, well, you know, I got a little bit of time, I could help. Uh, I wasn't the mayor then, and it just kind of started going. And he, and he said, well, okay, we could try it. And and I started uh, well, seven years ago, and it worked great. I really loved it. I've always liked, loved basketball, played in high school, played in college, and and got busy with life and law school and, a, and city council and then jobs. And and so got back to it, and it was very fun. Had a great. I really loved coaching. It's very fun. The boys are typical Perrysburg boys every year. Yeah. Freshman humor doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> the kids do, but the freshman humor, the humor doesn't change. So it's been a good experience. I, had a, I have had a great time doing that. Yeah. I, one year that sticks out to me is when I was the freshman football coach. We went undefeated. You guys went undefeated, and then they were undefeated as freshman baseball. Yeah, team. that's a, well. That was really cool. That's a, that, that, that's a great group of kids. They're yeah. now juniors. Yes, yes. And it's fun. It's always fun to see them progress, mm-hmm. but it's really fun to see that group which they won partly because they got some guys who are very talented, and, get, and but they also work hard, and yep. they also work for each other. And yeah. that's always, I think, make very important to any successful sport or business or whatever, you're, where you care about your teammate, and you're just as happy when your teammate does something great as when you do something great. So th- they really have some strong, quiet leadership on how to be a good teammate. And I think that that's really just indicative of, of – what the parents have done, but the community, and then them wanting to be successful as a group. So yeah, it's yeah. fun to watch them uh, continue to, pro- to be successful. Yeah, and that's one of my one of my favorite things um, about coaching 
because uh, I, I coach the junior high track too, is watching just watching them progress and get better and better or like it more or or maybe they quit what you coached them in, but they find success somewhere else. Well, right. Know? And we, like, for example, um, yeah, it, what's fun is from the freshman to junior and senior year, they get shoulders, mm-hmm. they get start getting muscles, they start uh, becoming even more athletic or, yeah. uh, or and also understanding the game more. But a lot of kids, uh, the freshman year is probably the last year they're going to play. We, mm-hmm. we have 13, 12, 13, 14 kids on the team, and not all of them are going to play uh, basketball. Some of them are going to play baseball. Some are going to play football. Some will play too, but not everybody's going to play that sport. And that's really – it's fun to see some of the boys succeed at what their passion is. And, yeah. and one of the things I think, as you probably know, as the freshman football coach – you you got to make it fun for everybody because but there are different levels. Some are going to move on. Mm-hmm. Some it's their last year, and so this is their last experience in versus or in uh, organized basketball. So yeah. how can they have a good experience, and how can they go and then be successful with their passion about? Because that's one of the things I often talk about is you have to find what you want to be, yes. and then delve into that yep. and commit to it and care about. It. If you care about it, then you'll do the extra thing. You'll go the extra mile to be successful. Yeah. So. That's, yeah, something I've said several times on this podcast. Just find what you love, and it doesn't matter how much it pays you or where, where it takes you. That's exactly you, right. You, you just got to do what you love. Um, you, you grew up in Perrysburg? I did not. I grew up in Avon Lake, Ohio. I'm the fifth of nine children. Oh, wow. Wow, so you're in the middle. Um, I was, I'm a middle child too. So I'm the trouble, the troublemaker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We, I, I do another podcast with the Metro parks and we just talked about being a middle child and how we, we felt ignored. Did you find that in in your, not maybe, maybe Uh, not. uh, Well, my, my, (laughs) no, I'm not ignored. It's not the, there are several things. There's one in today's world. It's totally different. There's no picture of me until I'm like three. (laughs) So, yeah. And then of course it's a terrible dorky picture, which my, my siblings point out all the time and then the other thing is it's just um you know affection and we we all get along we still continue to get along Mm -hmm. but it's more teasing poking yeah uh snarking at the other person there's Mm -hmm. not you're not simple hugging you're there's battling going on. There's a little sibling stuff. Yeah, sibling yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, no matter how old you get, you never grow out of that. No, stuff. that's and even if I'm mature with mature with of my peer group, if I'm with my siblings, I'll, yeah. I'll, it's all you it's all back. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so how did you make your way to Perrysburg? Then? I, I well, I graduated from Avon Lake, and then I went to school at Muskingum College. Okay. Uh, what did you uh, go to school for? Well, I went to play basketball, which isn't really the best uh, criteria for going to school, but uh, <laughs> it's really it was a good experience. Uh, our the coach was Jim Burson. His son played at Ohio State, okay, and uh, and his son actually my freshman year, there was no three point line, there was no shot clock. Uh, it was a different style of game, yeah. And but his son was had all, Ohio all time scoring record and was really just an amazing basketball player, and so then graduated from there. Uh, when I was there, I met a professor at the University of Toledo. I'd planned on going back to Cleveland and going to Case or Cleveland State, and mm-hmm. he said you should come to Toledo. And so I ended up going to Toledo. Oh wow! And I met my wife at Muskingum, and she got a job teaching at Macomb. She now teaches and has t- taught at the school across the river for uh, thirty years. So we ended up um, liking uh, Toledo. Perrysburg was very similar to Avon Lake, but. Yeah. Uh, not so close that uh, it was it was close, but not that close. And she grew up. Uh, her dad was a professor at Muskingum, so it was it was a distance away, but not too far. Mm-hmm. And we really fell in love with Perrysburg, and uh, we just kept staying. And then 
It was a great place to raise a family, and the, the kids grew up here. So, How many kids do you have? We have two, two kids, a boy and a girl, and my son, Pete, is uh, a social media director for the or social media position with the Houston Dynamo with Major League Soccer oh, wow. League. Okay. So he tweets about soccer and nice. other things, and for example, and he loves that job, and uh, it's very fun. And he like James Harden uh, bought a part of the Dynamo, so he spent the day with James Harden. Wow! And uh, and of course he then texts me, "Hey, Dad, do you know who this guy is? Because you know he loves bas- I love yeah. basketball." And, so he's snarking right back at me, and then, uh, but he 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 likes Houston. He likes the opportunity. He likes he likes sports. He played soccer in the Perrysburg, and that's one of the things that I think, as you know, as a coach, sports is so important to building friendships mm-hmm. and relationships. Yeah, his team was had a lot of great kids. A lot of when he was a senior, they won the district and went to the uh, sectional semifinals, and those kids, well, now they're young men and married and. But they still communicate with each other. They text, yeah. have a group text. It's a, they still are friends, and it's amazing how that group of uh, boys, they were, uh, worked together and were successful as a group. They had some very talented players, but they didn't have a Division One star. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of kids who worked hard, liked each other, and were smart. And yeah. they were a typical Perrysburg team, and they had a lot of success. And they still they. They still go away on trips together. It's amazing, and then that's one plus of of social media and technology yes. is that you can do that. You right, know? It's, right. It's really it makes it so much easier to stay in touch with right. friends. Right, and then my daughter, um, she she uh, loves sports, very competitive, and she was very competitive, but she didn't like <laughs> any of the normal sports, so she got into synchronized swimming. Oh, okay. So she was. Uh, so very successful in high school. She would compete. Uh, they didn't have a team. A I was going to say, where, where do you do that? She here, ended up here. competing. Uh, she was had a, There was a team here in Northwest Ohio. Her coach said to her at one point, you're better than I can coach. So oh. she went to Columbus and, play, and was on the Ohio Synchro team. And then she swam in college at a school near Boston, Wheaton College, and she now uh, working in Boston. And so it's kind of funny that I tell people that I didn't know anything about synchronized <laughs> swimming. It was a great experience. And as a dad, one of the best things probably is I could be supportive, but since I didn't know all the technical things, mm-hmm. I wasn't like if, you're, if, he, if she'd have played basketball or soccer or football or you know volleyball or something I would know something about because my yeah. sisters all played. I would have coached her up, you know, tried to say this or that. Mm-hmm. I just got to enjoy it. And, you know, did you do the best you could? Did you have fun? Are you having fun? Yeah. And uh, it was it was really a, um, a really good experience for her. And she got to go all over the country. And uh, for, and at one time they had a national meet in, Ro- in Long Island. And they met and they were competing against the Chinese junior team. Oh, wow. So... They, and they were the girls were really nice. Of course, there was a communication barrier, but they're all synchronized swimmers, so they could all laugh and giggle at the same thing. <laughs> so when the Olympics came around a couple of years later, that team, those two girls, were one of the Chinese teams. Oh wow! So my daughters root for the Chinese synchronized <laughs> swimming team. She liked them. I was like, well, it's a small world yeah. and it's a strange world, but it was a really good, good experience for her. And uh, and so it's. They both turned cool. out pretty well. They're yeah, not rushing yeah. back to Northwest Ohio, but they're doing very yeah, well. I was just going to ask you, how, how do you feel that your, your kids are so far away? It, well, it's been really hard during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, we were blessed in the sense that right at the start, they essentially were, were 
were just got to come home because there was no nothing else going on. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so actually, Margaret spent more time at home. Margie spent more time at home for two months than she had in ten years. <laughs> so that was that was really good. But yeah. but then at Christmas time, she couldn't with her job. And with the restrictions from Massachusetts, she couldn't come home. So that okay. was hard. Yeah. But we talked. She called today, and, and she's doing real well and 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 really likes East Coast. So good. it's good to see her doing well. Yeah. I know my, my kids get spoiled because my parents live out by Taco Bell here in Parisburg, and my in-laws live three houses down from here. So they get all four grandparents in town. And mm. growing up, for me, I, my parents are from Texas, so... I had one set of grandparents that lived up here, but the other ones lived in Texas, so they hardly ever get to see them. So I let them know, like, this is this Take is great right here. Yes. Take advantage. Yes, and, and we do too. Like, we if we need babysitters, you know. Well, because grandparents too, they're they're a pushover. They're, oh know. yeah. Oh my my six year old daughter is. My dad tells me like she, she was like Lily would do anything. Like if I if I say let's do this, she's all about it. She's like Mateo is more ask questions, more more like I, I don't think my mom and dad would like this and but but uh he learned pretty quick that that uh Mimi and Appa will give him whatever he needs, you know. <laughs> That's exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so you you said you were in city council for a while and now mayor. What what got you to you know what why did, did be I want to why did for I city council yeah, and, why, you know, um, first? Well, I got actually appointed, and that was a result of Walter Hales, who was a longtime council member and a great member of the community, just a fantastic guy. I said, hey, I think you'd be great at this. Really hadn't spent a whole lot of time in politics locally or mm-hmm. in any way, but talked to him. And he said, well, you, you need to meet some people. And, and then I met Gary Samples and Tim McCarthy, just, again, super people. To, uh, Gary just passed away a couple weeks ago. But just outstanding, service-minded, mm-hmm. community-driven people. And I think I had an interest. My father was an attorney and, and uh, became a judge. So that was always something that was important to us was to give back. to yeah. be. And, and he would uh, say, you know, what are you complaining about? What have you done to fix it? Or yeah. what, ha- what are you doing? Don't just sit there. Do something. Mm-hmm. And he was committed. And I think that that made a difference t- to all of us to be involved in the community and make it a better place. He's very conscious, and, and he relayed this, and my mom as well, that, that you're not just here for your own benefit. You're here to contribute and make the world a better place. That's what um, our faith is, and that's what we should all do. And uh, so I, I think that that was kind of just instilled in me, yeah. and, uh, and the opportunity just kind of fell in. And uh, so then that's when I got involved, and it worked out really well. I met the people who work for the city are some of the nicest, hardest-working, most caring people. And, and, and there's a lot of reasons why Perrysburg is successful, mm-hmm. but one is all the people who work for the city. They really do a great job. They live here. They're committed to it being as successful and to doing their part. And so it, it is, makes the mayor's job or council's job that much easier when you're not getting pushback on those lines. Yeah. Everybody's working together and rowing, rowing the boat in the same direction, and that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Well, uh, so you were appointed the first time you got on. As soon as you, you got appointed and got acquainted with how everything went, goes did you decide like this is something i want to continue to do like yeah um well i got appointed and that's when they started my, my friends of course oh, i'm back and back and, and then uh <laughs> so it's like, it was all the way back then right? yeah it's all the way back oh, wow, okay and there's several people who claim origin <laughs> i have never actually said who uh uh who who said it to me first although 
I, w- I will say that uh, a cousin, a distant cousin who I'd never met before until, again, on social media, mm-hmm. uh, saw the Back and Mackin slogan. On, one, I ran for uh, a mayor, and, and he's like, hey, you didn't pay me. I, I, <laughs> I ran for school board in 19, or I ran for student, student council in junior high in like 1985 and used that slogan. And I'm like, I, first off, I've never met. That was one of, that's pretty cool about social media. Oh, that he, yeah. And two, that he, he's like, hey, I need a commission. I need a little finder's fee. So uh, it's, all, it's all good. So, but yeah, I, I, this is one of those when you get on and you can see you can make a difference and help direct where we're, the community goes and, and, and making sure that it, it does have some, it's very fulfilling, but it also is, I think, something that uh, makes the community better and, and it's a service component. Yeah. It's not something it's, you know, I used to say uh, I got paid a buck 25 an hour. It might be a buck 30 now, but, you know, if you were in it for anything other than the commitment or the or working towards the betterment of the community, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the same with coaching, too. Yeah. You, oh, don't, yeah. you don't get paid you know, to, <laughs> yeah. uh, enough to be there, but you're doing it because you love it and you want to help whoever you're coaching get better at right. what they're doing, right? Right, and, and which is right. And, and you also, uh, just the love of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you try and convey, and I told the boys uh, a couple years ago, there was a real, there was a racial incident in Perrysburg. And, yeah. and I was pretty depressed about people. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and so then I went to the, I had practice with the boys. And I said, look, I've had a bad day. And I said, kind of told them what happened just so they knew. And, and I said, let's just have a real good practice. And, of course, the boys were typical boys. We had a pretty decent practice, but just the sound of the shoes squeaking and the ball bouncing and just everything. Yeah. I was like, I felt a whole lot better just being in the gym. Yep. And I, I think that that, uh, that that sense of just being together ha- helps keeps you grounded but also keeps you balanced that mm-hmm. – that sometimes there's crazy things, but there's always if you care about stuff, there's always something good. Yeah, and, and that's what sports are good for. Like you can go out there and just like for whatever's happening outside of that practice or game, you know, think about for for that little bit of time. My brother passed away this fall, and I kept going to football practice because it was the few hours where I could just concentrate on this. That's exactly and right, just, and it was so nice. And and you know, all the boys knew about it, but no one brought it up because it's just like, hey, we're here to play football. This is what we're going to do, you know, and that's. Again, what's what's a, a good aspect of sports right. is just um, it's a it's a different set of friends or a different set of people you normally aren't around except when you're doing this thing, right? right. And, it, and it and it makes it special that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, what do you what do you think is a um, a underrated uh, part of being a mayor? Maybe even just being mayor of Perrysburg. The mayor of Perrysburg. Well, um, I'm not sure underrated. There's lots of things that are overrated. Well, give me some of those, too, yeah. <laughs> well, um, sometimes, like, for example, uh, the, I remember the one snowstorm. It was a Sunday morning. It was supposed to ice between 8 and 9 or start at 8 and then go for a little while. And uh, so I, go to ch- I got to church, and the mass ended, and I got out of mass. And there were people texting why they hadn't had their, their street... <laughs> Plowed or salted, and they and they lived on a cul-de-sac, yeah. so it wasn't like you know Indiana or Louisiana, or, yeah. right? But uh, so you're just like okay, uh, but there's I guess the there's some fun parts. Marching at the start of the parade mm-hmm. is always you know, and then ha- having somebody you know somebody said oh there's the mayor, yes. and, you know I'm getting uh, I like soft ice cream. Uh, I'm often at 
Oh Dear Diner, Twisty oh. Treat, Mr. Freeze, any of those establishments, yeah. I'm, or, or getting coffee on a set. And, and, and for the most part, people are real nice. Yeah. If you, they see you, they want, if they want to talk to you about something, it's either a legitimate question that they just don't know, or they, they have a concern. But a lot of times it's compliments. Well, we really love what the, how the parks are looking, or we like how downtown's looking. And that, that's, that's, and I immediately try and take complete credit for that, <laughs> even though I really didn't do anything about it. But I then make sure the street division knows yeah. or the police know, because uh, the police and fire, uh, first responders have such a difficult job. People come up and say, oh, I had this incident. And, and in my worst moment, the police and fire really were outstanding. Yeah. And, so that, and so that makes you feel really good about, A, what we're doing as a city and also the sense of community. And I think so that's one of the things I've really tried to do is make sure that I, I think we can continue to be more of a community. It gets harder as people are on their phones and we get bigger. Yeah. But if people have a sense that there's a neighbor who could be helped or that they're coming downtown and they see all those people once the pandemic's over, and they have a sense of pride in the community, that really does make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's one of the things I try and focus our efforts on. Because if everybody realizes there's area where we can improve, yeah. and if we work together, we can probably address some of those. But we also have to just everybody work together. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think there's really, my experience as mayor has been that people really do care about this community. And, for example, uh, we have so many kind of volunteer projects. Ryan Wakeman is leading the group that's going to build an inclusive park at Rotary Park. Yeah, he's, uh, actually, I just talked to him. He's coming on in a couple a weeks. Great guy. Yeah. And so I won't steal his thunder, <laughs> but it's a fantastic project yeah. that's going to make the community better mm-hmm. that's not going to cost the taxpayers a penny. Mm-hmm. And so how, how many communities can say... We're going to have this big, huge thing at the park that's all privately funded and make us a more inclusive place, more welcoming. And it it really didn't didn't cost. We were able to focus money on other purposes. So Mm -hmm. it's that kind of uh, just that kind of caring, that kind of commitment, that kind of work. I mean, that's just not promising to do something. That's working to get it done. And that's repeated so many times. Ryan's one example, but there's other examples that just really, it's, it makes it so much easier when the problems are met by the community members. When they see a problem, they fix it. Yeah, yeah. And, and volunteering in any, like I said, I work for the Metro Parks, and we depend on volunteers for a lot of stuff. So volunteering here in Parisburg, I know, and I've looked into a couple groups through, like gardening groups and that right, kind of right. stuff. Um, but it is a huge thing, and, and it goes a long way into making our community really good. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I don't have a green thumb, so they won't let me in those organizations. <laughs> um, you, you had mentioned um, Parisburg. Parisburg is growing, and it's no secret. That's it's just how it, the nature of the beast right now. Have Have there been? Um, I guess what have been what has been the talk of what are we going to do as far as Perryburg? Are we going to be annexing more land? Are we growing? Because I know it was a huge issue with the, when the schools right. uh, levy was up. So. Right, and that's that's an excellent question. There's there's two parts. First, regarding schools, one of the things that uh, is it kind of above the mayor's pay grade is the funding for schools mm-hmm. as a state. It was ruled unconstitutional as a lawyer. It was ruled unconstitutional in the mid 1990s, yeah. and we haven't fixed it. Yeah. So how, how does how does that happen? I do not know. So, so but that's something we really should 
challenge state officials to fix because Mm -hmm. the inequities in education are a real problem because everybody it's people come to perrysburg because of how great the schools are there's no doubt about that and our kids had a great experience in uh, perrysburg schools and i i have gotten to know and become friends with a lot of people in the schools the teachers the coaches superintendent school board they are very passionate about the kids and in it for the right reasons. And it, it's, and it makes such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And that's a real opportunity for everybody in Perrysburg that doesn't happen to other, uh, other communities. So that, that's certainly an issue. But having said that, uh, the city of Perrysburg has a land use plan where it's currently updating the land use plan. And there'll be another opportunity for public uh, contribution in a, in a little bit of time. I think in April, we had two public meetings last fall and what you generally heard was consistent with what I kind of expected was that people want to continue to grow, but they want to control. They want to make sure it's what good. They want to make sure it's balanced in yeah. the sense that we're not over over overloading the infrastructure of the community. So, but because that impacts the schools and other things, and you have to make sure that there's a plan in place. One of the things that repeatedly gets said is. Especially, we need to have more multi-use paths. We have to be more connected, and that goes to the notion of being more of a community. If you can ride your bike from point A to point B or ride with your family and not just use a car to get from point A to point B, Mm -hmm. and also to get access along the river. And we've done some things to make the Riverside Park nicer. We're going to make some more. We're going to connect once the boat club finishes, multi-use path, and then multi-pass further out. Because that's what modern amenities, young families love the chance to be down by the river. And, yes. and we saw last year when so many things were closed or not happening, how many people use the park. So yes. we really, that's, that's certainly a focus of council and my administration is to make that something that, makes it better because the the quality of life is really something that people keep talking about. So for growth, you know, there's a lot of balances. We've added like Mercy Hospital is right there Mm -hmm. and that's brought in jobs and technology and there's the new cat dealership out on. And so you have to keep bringing economic development and that, that brings in jobs and that brings in more opportunities, but that also attracts people to come live here. Yeah. So it's a it's a balancing act. You have to listen and understand that there are constraints as to to what you can do. For example, we the city can't control if there's a housing development in Milton Township or Perrysburg Township. Yeah. All we can do is guarantee that the the building in Perrysburg is done well, is done consistent with our high standards, which are pretty high in the, compared to others in the region, mm-hmm. and so that we're attracting quality development that makes the, that fits into the community. Yeah. And as the community grows, we're also becoming more eclectic, more diverse, and I think that that's a fantastic development. As we've gone from just a, a, a bedroom community of Toledo, we are now large enough to be different. We're yeah. not exactly totally diverse, but we're, we're getting, trending that way. Definitely. Yeah, we're def- and that's a fantastic. I think yeah. that's a fantastic thing. If you see how kids behave and interact, they don't. Some of that is remnants of of society and other yeah. things. But kids don't care. So let's yep. just make it so we're all working together. So, yeah. and um, you brought up the townships. Is it pretty much? 
Perry's the Perrysburg line, and and that's it. Like, do do the do the townships and the city ever communicate on different projects or different things? Uh, yes, uh, Perrysburg, Perrysburg Township, Middleton Township are all because of past battles, which we've gotten pretty much resolved. The lines are pretty well established now. Who's going to be where and what? Mm-hmm. But even just for snow plowing, it, it, when I first got to Perrysburg in the nineties. There was no Walt Churchill's Market. Echo Junction Road was in the township, and part of it was in the city. Oh, wow. So you would see snow plowed, <laughs> and then you would see where the city ended at Echo Road, which is just a little ways down Echo yep. Junction Road. The plows would get picked up, and you wouldn't plow if it was in the township. <laughs> and so the city wouldn't do that. And the township did the same thing and at different parts on your way out to Wood Old Bend. And that's just crazy. Yeah. So we got rid of that, but now... We work together so much on the uh, departments, the divisions. We all work together. Similarly, with uh, like Hope Prairie Road was just done last year or two. Very, it was terrible. If you had to go to Hope Prairie, if you had to go to Hope Prairie uh, Intermediate School, you certainly probably sent an email or text or phone call to the city saying how terrible that road yeah. was. Well, it took a collaboration between the city and township to fix that. And it, and there's. Um, Always, you know, police and fire are always working together. That's just, it, um, it saves money. Yeah. It, it makes sense. And I think it also just makes sure that everybody's kind of on the same page. So they train together. And that's just, uh, some of those old, we're different. The township's different than the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that is becoming less and less of an issue over time as, yeah. as people realize we're Northern Wood County has to be succeed together. Yeah. We're all in this together. And that's why somebody asked me the other day, are you cons- is, is all Amazon and all that stuff, is that good or bad? Or is that bad for Perrysburg that isn't Perrysburg? No. It lifts, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. And, and if, if Amazon comes to um, uh, Rossford and that helps Rossford and some of those people work in the city of Perrysburg, that's, that's all good. That, yeah. that the whole Northwest Ohio, if it can all grow, Expand the pie. That's better for everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I know um, you're talking about everyone trains together and everyone works together, even to clear snow and stuff. But I know when people ask me where do I live, I don't say the township. I say it's I live in Perrysburg right, right, right. because right. no one says. I think when they think all my all the kids in in these townships surrounding areas go to Perrysburg, so it's all one community anyway. It is well, and that's right. Do you you don't say oh I'm going to go to the Wood County Library because I live in the township yeah. instead of going to the Way Library. Yeah. You know I mean, it's just it, if you're if you're you go to Perrysburg. You're part of Perrysburg, yes, and yeah. and you dine at uh, at the restaurants in town, or dine in the restaurants out on Twenty, and or go to Target, which actually is in Rossford. And and yeah, it, yeah. who, it yeah. Everybody says basically if they're not they're if they're in Perrysburg Township or Perrysburg, they say Perrysburg, yeah. and, and and that's and that's that's a good sign, I think. You know, one thing too, I think has changed is people because it's growing so much here. People no longer say if you're out of state, where are you from. No, people no longer say Toledo. Because that's normally what you say, because that's the closest big right. city. Now you right. can say Perrysburg, and people, more people know where what it well, is. Yeah, I, well, uh, except in Texas, my son's in Texas. <laughs> Perry, uh, near Toledo. Let's just yeah. go with that. Uh, of course, that's, but at least they start off with Perrysburg. Well, right. well, then they say, well, how close is that to Columbus? Oh. That's really all. How close is that to Ohio State? So <laughs> That's all they care about. But that's what my, my family's from, uh, between San Antonio and Houston. That's where my my dad's from, and uh, I love it down there. It's just I only go when it's not a million degrees. Well, every time my son insists that every time I go, I bring weather 
in the 50s. <laughs> it's 100, no, and then I go, and then it's in the 50s. So, uh, <laughs> although one time we went in the last, my last summer, or two summers ago, and I... I nearly melted. Yeah, my dad's <laughs> from there, and he only goes in the winter. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your what are you mentioned the ice cream places? What are your, some of your other favorite places in Perrysburg? Uh, well, I like the um, I kind of frequent all the different coffee places. Okay. I really just get black coffee, but I, it's fun to kind of just go see the local businesses mm-hmm. and and uh, I do like uh, Swigs and uh, yeah. Fifth Street are fun. Uh, we we usually. Uh, my wife Allison and I would go to the farmers market and then eat at one of the places downtown Stalinswigs or whatever, and we, you know, or we would walk, uh, we would walk to uh, Levis Commons and could do something. So, um, if there's food, oh Lolos, we would we oh. uh, we uh, we've tried to be more environmentally correct and also exercise at the same time. So we would walk to Churchill's occasionally if we just let. Okay, I need salt or i need oh, some okay. other thing instead of just driving over there if it's nice oh let's walk yeah and so well i get distracted and have to go to lola's then so it kind of defeats the purpose of walking but it does make it a fun <laughs> more enjoyable trip so that's one thing i'm doing with this podcast is trying to get out to um um different perrysburg shops and stuff and, and talk to them about coming on and everything but i like meeting people and i like learning about their businesses especially because people are proud of, and they should be proud oh, of yeah. what they're doing and what they're making. Oh yeah, and I think that it's also now, you know, how I ask, how are you doing? How are you surviving? Yeah. And they, and they they want they they generally say two things. One, we have loyal customers who have looked out for us. Yeah. And two, it's really hard. Yeah. And so, what, yeah. is there anything we can do to help? And uh, and then you know we've tried to get people available access access to some grants and other things to help mm-hmm. them through it because so. I would make a pitch if you if you like local businesses and you like the fact that all the shops in downtown or uptown Perrysburg still I'm not clear as whether it's uptown or downtown. That's yeah, a, I know. I, a very, uh, I always say downtown, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, or you know, make sure you you don't just say you like them, support them. Yeah, and uh, and so I think that's something that as a community that. that People, you, you've seen people go all the way, and, they, and most of the shops have said they're very appreciative. Yeah. But it's, it is hard. Yeah. So, uh, so shop locally. Yeah. What do you do? Um, you, what do you and your wife do for fun besides? Uh, or, or I know for us, it, before the pandemic, it was our entertainment with uh, having two kids is just going out to dinner because right. it gets us out oh, of the yeah. house um, or going to the kids' sports. Uh, well, we had. Um, now the kids are out. We we kind of made trips around seeing them. Okay. And uh, and like being out. I mean, we would try and go to different things and be out and about. Yeah. Uh, that just makes it. That's just always fun and seeing people and seeing people you know and seeing people, um, and people are really nice when when you go out and so so that's something. Or just really just relaxing around the house mm-hmm. and uh, we both uh, like. Uh, are, are like basketball and other sports, so uh, we would go do see those kind of events. My son went to Butler, which is in Indianapolis, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, big basketball school. And, yeah. and if you love sports, if you love basketball, there's another plug. Hinkle Fieldhouse is as you know, it's where they filmed Rudy. Okay, and it is a. You know, they talk about Cameron in Duke. Hinkle Fieldhouse is a great old building. It's yeah. where like, basketball should be played, I, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so we would go. We actually would go a couple of times a year, go drive over, see a Butler basketball game, spend the weekend, 
and and that was really fun. And nice. there's a lot to do in Indianapolis. It's a fun town. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. I uh, I know we've we've talked several times. It's not a lot, so I appreciate you coming on oh, and, fun. and learning more about you. So um, thanks very much for having me. Yeah. It's a great idea. Thanks again to my guest Tom Mackin, Mayor of Perrysburg. Um, it was great to learn all about the city of Perrysburg and how all that runs and, and what he does on a daily basis, and trying to balance his full-time job and being mayor of Perrysburg. This episode is sponsored by Real JP Multimedia. For all your audiovisual needs, visit realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.